impossible to have you know good sex with someone without also having an emotional connection as well like it's it, you, those two things cannot be separated i think that you know we always think about okay look, this, we're ju it's just going to be sex if it's good then there's no way it's just going to be sex it's impossible to have a really great intimate experience with someone uh, and not feel something. Hey mate, I'm Coach Mitch and welcome to the Unbreakable Man podcast. It's my goal to help you achieve excellent results in the area of your health and physical fitness, your career or business, your relationships and in your own personal passions. This is going to be your one-stop shop if you are the kind of man who wants to achieve his fullest potential in life. And the only way to do that is by becoming unbreakable. Hey guys, and welcome to the Unbreakable Podcast today. In this episode, um, you know, if you saw the title of it, then you're probably already pretty intrigued. I think that sex is one of those subjects that catches everyone's attention, unsurprisingly, because it's such a big part of our lives. And what's also interesting about it, despite the fact that it's one of the most it's a, it's a very important area of our lives, especially an important area to get right and an area that, you know, grabs attention because it, it, um, it, everyone's, everyone's looking for love, affection, intimacy in their lives. But despite how important we all know it is intrinsically, we, the, the idea of talking about your sex life is obviously a very um you know it's obviously a very it's a very personal thing to you and and it can be awkward to have those conversations but i also think that because no one really talks about it that much and look you might have a conversation with your friends but are you really going into some of the more awkward and and challenging details or are you just telling your mates what you did on the weekend and, and how great it was you know this this episode is not going to be like that this episode is going to be me sharing some very personal experiences with you and what i learned from them because i think that there are many men out there that are having issues in their sex life and think they know how they'd like it to be but perhaps haven't had an experience to help them even understand what it is we're all really looking for when it comes to sex and intimacy in our lives. And I, I want to share, just, I'm not saying I know, I'm just saying that I'm, I want to share my personal experience, the things that I've learned, the things that have, hap have happened to me, things that I've done, and, um, and, and why I ended up in those situations, and, and, you know, what I know now that I didn't know then. So, you know, I thought long and hard about whether I actually even wanted to share this. You know, again, it's very personal. There's stuff in this episode that I've, I don't even think I've told anyone before, let alone publicly on camera. And it's probably quite weird that this is one of the first times I've really shared this. And I'm going to do it in a, a very public way. I don't know, perhaps because I'm speaking to a camera and there's no one actually in front of me. Maybe it's a little bit easier just to get my thoughts out. But, you know, I want to share this because I think there's, uh, there's value in this story for a lot of guys out there. I'm sure I'm not the only one. And, you know, this podcast is about helping men make 
better decisions in their lives. So that's why we're here to share the stories to help guys not make the same mistakes and, uh, and, and, and not just not make the same mistakes, but learn the lessons, learn the lessons, right? So I've even got some, uh, some show notes on me today because I want to make sure that I tell the story in a way that is coherent and, and valuable, um, for as many men as, as possible who are watching this. Now, you know, the, the episode is about my experience with casual sex. And I think that, you know, obviously if you're a single guy watching this, this is probably going to be more relevant to you right now. Um, or if even you're a single lady watching this, same thing. I can only give you the male perspective, but if you've had that experience too, then, then this might be helpful for you as well. Might explain a few things for you. Um, but even if you're a man in a relationship, I think this is still a really important thing to be aware of. Um, because whether you're in a relationship or not, attraction and sex is something that, especially for men, I think we can all agree that this is probably more of a challenge for men than it is for ladies. Not, not a challenge. It's not like it's not a challenge for the girls, but I think for men, we're the, we're the hornier of the, uh, of the sexes, right? So, um, sex and attraction, I think is something that affects every man in his life, regardless of whether he's in a relationship or not. And I think that if you have a good understanding of what it really means and, and why you feel the way that you feel, then not only can you get control of it better, but from doing that, you can really keep your relationships in your life as healthy and as intimate, as passionate as, as you want them to be. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about is, you know, I'm going to share my experience of having multiple sexual partners at the same time and and how i think that most guys um think that that's a cool thing like that's like awesome man what 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 have you got to complain about you know and it's not about complaining either i just want to give you my my experience of it but that's what i want to talk to you guys about today and about that sort of casual nature of sex um and wait, and, and basically what i learned in a nutshell if you're not planning on listening to the whole rest of the episode which i i'm sure you will is that I learned that too much sex is is also bad, almost as bad as no sex at all. Like uh, I think that a lot of men, if you're if you're a guy listening to this right now, and and perhaps you don't have a lot of regular sex, um, or if you haven't had much in your life, then you might be looking at guys who who do get a lot of female attention, and and think that that's amazing, that's the best thing ever, and that. Or, you know, what we should be aiming to do is, is have as much sex as possible and, and get with as many girls as possible. You know, I think if you're an older gent, you're probably, you're probably a bit more wise than that. But if you're a younger guy, that might be your, your thought pattern right now. And even if you're an older bloke who's just come out of a relationship, let's say you're a divorcee or, you know, you're just an older single gent and maybe that's on your mind as well. But my experience and the, the, the in a nutshell lesson that I learned was that too much sex is is almost as bad as no sex at all and um you know i'll go into detail about the effect that had on me and how that kind of screwed me up but also what i learned from it and why that's actually made me a better man since um so with all of that said as well um i want to let you guys know that currently i'm in a fantastic loving relationship with a beautiful girl who is pretty much perfect for me in every way and, and I can tell you for a fact that being in a monogamous relationship 
has been so much more fruitful, so much more productive, so much more purposeful and, and meaningful than having all the sex that I've had. And, um, you know, I've gotten more done in my life, more, more meaningful work done and had more meaningful experiences, sexual experiences since being in a monogamous relationship with my, with my partner. And, um, yeah, so I, right now I'm, I'm really, really happy with, with that part of my life. And, but it's taken me, it's, it's required me to go through the experiences that I've gone through to not just be in this relationship with this wonderful woman, but also to appreciate it. You know, I think that many men who might be watching this right now, you know, you might be in a relationship, you know, maybe you're married, maybe you've got a girlfriend or a fiance or something like that. And, you know, you might be having your doubts about it, or maybe it's not perfect or whatever it might be. Um, but perhaps, perhaps you don't appreciate what you've got as much as you could. Um, perhaps you don't recognize that you are in a fantastic situation with a, a truly great person. And perhaps it's that it's, it's not having that appreciation that is causing your relationship to not be as meaningful and fruitful and passionate and intimate as you'd like it to be. That's just some food for thought. Now, first thing I want to start off with is I want to take this right back to the beginning. And, and because I think that as men, our, our beliefs around sex, intimacy, attraction, you know, they start way back in our, in our early teens, or perhaps even in our childhood, if we're, you know, watching our parents in their, in their relationship and depending on how it is, but I can tell, only tell you from my experience and from the first thing, uh, if I go back to my teenage years, I was, in my opinion, I feel like I was a kind of a late bloomer, not crazy late, but a little bit of a late bloomer. Uh, I lost my virginity when I was 17, which is probably, might be average. I have no idea what the average is, but that seems relatively average. You know, there's dudes obviously lose it earlier than that. But one thing that I can say right now is that in my teenage years, and I think that most men watching this can attest to it, I'm certain I'm not the only one, but, you know, firstly, teenage boys are fucking idiots. Fucking idiots, right? You know, it's, it's almost like when you're a teenage lad with your group of friends, it's like a race to, to lose your virginity. It's like a race to have that experience, right? And look, maybe you're not the first guy in your group of mates to lose his virginity, but I mean, I'm a pretty competitive person and I think most guys are, and you definitely don't want to be the last guy in your friendship group to lose his virginity, right? I think, I think that if we're honest with ourselves, lads, maybe we've never had that conversation outspokenly but i think that that was that's something that is noteworthy as a younger man and if you're a woman listening to this right now i know it's really stupid trust me i am fully aware of how dumb that attitude and that mindset is and also how kind of broken it is and i really think that it's it's something that young lads need to be aware of but no one has this conversation with them you know that that it's not about a race we're not trying to do this as quickly as possible. Um, but that's how it feels as a, as a teenage lad, you know, you, you feel like, um, 
you know, I've, I've got to, I've got to get this done. You know, I don't want to be the last guy in my group to have this situation. So, so consequently, I think sex through those teenage years, especially for boys, again, just my opinion based on my own personal experience is that it's, it's as, as much as you're doing it because you're horny, which is obviously a big thing too. I think you're also doing it because of that, like status competitive thing of, you know, if, if I, if I'm having the most sex, then that validates me somehow and, and makes me, you know, uh, you know, a, a more attractive man compared to my friends. Right. Uh, and that's a really, again, stupid way to think about it. Obviously I know that now. Um, but I definitely didn't know that then. And so one thing I, I think I've always felt as well from like the earliest days of being attracted to girls is that, you know, and I'm sure most guys get this too, pretty girls make me nervous. And they really made me nervous when I was a kid, teenage years and all that kind of stuff. Cause you know, you're already telling yourself, I'm not good enough for this woman. And that's why you can't string a coherent sentence together around her. I think we, if you're a man listening to this or watching this right now, then you can remember the last time or, or a time that stands out to you where you were talking to a pretty girl, some, some, by you know, some situation, something had happened that allowed you to be in the situation where you're talking to a really attractive girl and you know, you, you want to be attractive back to her and you just completely mess it up and you just sound like a dickhead. And I think that, um, you know, most dudes have had that experience, right? And it's, again, it's that silly mind trick we play on ourselves that, you know, I'm not good enough. And that's why you kind of, you make yourself not good enough in that scenario. But that's something that I felt and that really bugged me as well. And I think that throughout my formative years as a younger dude, you know, teenagers and, and even into my early 20s, you know, one of the ways I think that men, how we validate ourselves is by how attractive we are to girls. You know, do girls like me? If girls like me, I feel good about myself. You know, if I have evidence that I'm attractive to women, then that makes me feel more masculine or, you know, like a like I'm, I'm doing really well. That's success, right? And so, you know, that sort of mindset produces the turn me into the kind of guy who, you know, you're looking for that validation. You're looking to, um, to find evidence that attractive girls are attracted to you. And I think that often a lot of guys end up in that situation, um, unknowingly. And it's, it's pretty normal to feel that way, but it's not helpful. And again, I didn't know that then. I know it now. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's harder. It's any, it's any easier to control those feelings, but at least I understand why I feel those feelings now. So once again, I, I'm sure that you've had that experience yourself as a man. So that was, that was kind of where I was at. And I, I remember kind of struggling, like, like, you know, wanting to be attractive to women and, you know, trying to work out how to be attractive to women and not having a ton of, of success, like, you know, not, not, not having sex, but not again in, in my head, having sex with heaps of girls. Right. Which is a, again, a dumb thing to really want to do, but to a teenage lad or a young guy in his twenties seems like, well, that's awesome. Right. Um, and even an older single gent right now, maybe that's how you're feeling. You want to get back on the horse if you've just gone through a breakup. Um, but, but that was, uh, that was kind of my, 
experience leading up to it. And I, I remember a time in my life where I sort of cracked that formula, where I sort of learned to to communicate with women in a way that that made them more attractive to me. And I think that, you know, one of the biggest things that's changed in the dating game in the last 10 years or so is is the advent of of apps like Tinder and Bumble and Hinge and all those kinds of things. Um, which obviously makes it easier for people looking for a partner to connect. We'll go into more detail about those things later on because that is also part of the problem at the same time. You know, in terms of it being a very distracting factor in our lives, if you're a single guy and you have those apps on your phone, um, it can be very destructive and we'll get into that. But that was my experience at the time and I sort of finally got to the point where I was better attracting women and, and having you know, fairly regular sex with with different girls. And this is in my early 20s. And then I remember I I found a long-term partner around that time as well. I think I was about 20. And, you know, she was a beautiful girl. You know, obviously, it was more to it than, than just the sex side of things. And, uh, and I really liked her. And we spent five years together. You know, and we lived together for a little while. And again, beautiful person. But I found that Towards the end of the relationship, you know, it was becoming more apparent to me that we just weren't compatible anymore. Uh, and, and things weren't heading in the direction that I would have been happy with long term if we'd gotten married and had kids and all that kind of stuff. It took me a good nine months to break off that relationship. Um, and it was probably one of the hardest conversations I've ever had. But it was definitely necessary. And, and you know, looking back, I know I made the right decision. The last six months of that relationship were pretty sexless as well. And I think that as a man, and, and again, if you're a guy right now who's in a relationship and perhaps you're having the same experience, you know, you know, maybe you're married and you hardly ever have sex with your wife. Like there's, there's very little intimacy in the relationship, you know, not as, or not as much as you would like there to be. You know, it's hard. It's difficult. I know for me personally, like that made me feel like unattractive it made me feel like you know unloved like oh like oh i wasn't a man you know why is my why is my the one person that i can have sex with because i am i am voluntarily in this monogamous relationship i'm i've i've locked myself into this commitment the one person that i can have this experience with doesn't want to have it with me and that's really that gets to a man i think you know it's sad and then look here's the thing too like do not get me wrong. Obviously, there were things that I was doing or wasn't doing in the relationship that contributed to that situation. So don't get me wrong. This is not my ex-girlfriend's fault. Um, but that was just where we were. You know, and uh, and I think that, you know, if you're in a relationship and that's the situation where, you know, there, there's no sex or next to no sex or like no, nowhere near what you personally need, um, then... You know, it's going to create that angst. It's going to create that, um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Resentment, I think. And and that was kind of slowly where I was getting to. It was like, well, you know, you're the only person I can do this with. If you don't want to do it with me, then then I can't live like this. Like, I, I, It's important to me. It's important, again, back to this validation side of things. When when you have sex with me, I'm talking to my girlfriend here, like that, that makes me feel good about myself. That makes me feel attractive. That makes me feel loved. And so I wasn't having that feeling for the majority of the last sort of six months of, of our relationship. And it took me a good six to nine months 
to finally pluck up the courage to break it off with her after five years, you know, and after, you know, she was my first love, right? I, I really was in love with this girl. I thought we were going to get married and have kids and do the whole thing together at one stage. And then that changed. So that was, that was a really difficult thing to go through. And I was literally coming out of this relationship, feeling unloved, feeling unattractive, but, but at the same time, knowing that, you know, throughout those last couple months of the relationship, whilst I was always monogamous, I, I'm not a cheater. Like I just, I couldn't honestly live in with myself knowing that I went behind my partner's back. So there was no chance of that ever. Just even though I wasn't have, I wasn't getting my needs met in the relationship. I was just not that kind of person. Um, but even then, like you still know that other girls are attracted to you. So there's other options there for you, but you're just not choosing them because you've made a commitment to this person and you love them. Um, so I was coming out of this relationship feeling unloved, feeling unattractive. And it was like, you know, I, I wanted to feel that way again, you know? So it didn't take me long, maybe two weeks or something like that before I had a sexual experience with another woman. Um, and it felt great to be back on the horse. Like really it was, it was very liberating. It was like, this is what I've been looking for. Or at least that's how I was thinking at the time. And that whole year after that relationship ended, you know, that was, that was where most of these lessons came from, you know, and, and, you know, you get back on those dating apps, Tinder, Bumble, all that kind of stuff. Um, and you know, you're swiping, 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 getting matches, going on dates, bringing some of them home, you know, and it sort of got to the point where that is, that now becomes a massive focal point of your life and, and a massive time drain on on how you spend your time, right? And, and look, here's the thing. Whilst I was doing that, I was still coaching guys. You know, I was still, I mean, UBM didn't exist then. Uh, it was still what my business used to be called, which was Legendary. And I was working specifically with dads, but it was, you know, still that group coaching for guys and, and not just the physical coaching, but the mindset, mental coaching as well. And this process that I was going through in my personal life obviously didn't didn't match up with the kind of man I really wanted to be and the kind of leader I needed to be in my business as well. So there was that bit of a disconnect too. Now, in saying all that, you know, it got to the point where there were like, I've probably had six sexual partners all casual happening at the same time. And look, here's the thing too. I didn't lie to a single one of these women. Like at no point did I say, hey, I'm going to be monogamous with you. They knew what the situation was. I think that's a really important thing too. If you're gonna, if you if you decide to go down that path, but that was the situation I was in, and it would literally be like one night after the other, and that sounds great. Like there's dudes are watching this, being like, "That's awesome. What do you what, what do you what are you complaining about?" But the reality of it is, man, you you know, I was had no energy. Like I wasn't sleeping because I was up all night with these ladies. I still had to turn up every day and show up and, and be this leader in my business and um, knowing that I was doing things consistently that, that weren't in line with the kind of leader I wanted to be, you know, and, and but I couldn't stop. Like it was a really, it, like uh, multiple times throughout that year, I knew that what I was doing wasn't, wasn't good for me, you know, and, and here's some of the ways that I knew that, you know, I was... Again, using so much of my time 
to message these girls, go on dates, you know, have sex with them, book thing, book other days in to have sex with them. And, and look, if you're not, assuming you're not a heartless person, which is most of us, it's impossible to have, you know, good sex with someone without also having an emotional connection as well. Like it's, it, you, those two things cannot be separated. I think that, you know, we always think about, okay, look, this, we're ju it's just going to be sex. If it's good, then there's no way it's just going to be sex. It's impossible to have a really great intimate experience with someone uh, and not feel something and not have some connection and not enjoy each other's company at the same time. And, you know, if you're doing that with multiple people, you're being pulled in all these different directions and you don't want to hurt, the, hurt anyone's feelings at the same time. And that's a stressful thing too. My mental health was, was really at an all-time low throughout this process. And, and I didn't really have anyone to talk to about it either, or, or not in this way. You know, I, I actually remember um, towards the end of that year, I actually went to go see a sexual psychologist because I think that what I was really experienced was, experiencing was, was sex addiction. You know, that, that, was, that was kind of what it was. I really struggled to stop. Like I'd have, you know, all these girls on the go but I'd still be swiping through Tinder. Even though there's like, I, I barely have any time to do anything else already, but I still couldn't stop myself. You know, that I was getting that dopamine rush and that validation, that same word coming back again, validating myself. Like, uh, like if, you know, if I have all these girls, that means I'm good, right? And I had, had all that going for me. And... I couldn't, I couldn't stop. And, and look, this is how bad it got. Like I literally, I was 26 at the time and I, I was getting like erectile dysfunction. Like I, I, my dick start stopped working because I was having that much sex. And it wasn't because like I couldn't physically do it. It was my mind. My mind was my, my subconscious mind. Cause I knew, I knew I didn't really want to do it. It wasn't about even, it got to the point where it wasn't even about having sex. It was just about, again, that validation. Like if this girl is attracted to me, likes me, wants to come over and have sex with me, then that means I'm good. You know, and if I don't have that, then that means I'm not good. Like I really felt like what I had was, you know, all this attention from all these women. And I really felt like that thing that I had was really valuable. You know, I, I've got this valuable thing in my life. Um, and... But despite that, this valuable thing that I thought I had was also fucking me up royally. You know, like, my, again, my, my dick stopped working. I, I remember going to the doctors to get a prescription for Viagra at 26. And what I told my doctor was, you know, I want to I wanna have, uh, I want to be able to get it up when I'm drunk. You know what I mean? That was my excuse. And so the doctor was like, yeah, okay, cool. Here you go. Um, but it wasn't that at all. It was, it was, I was... I was having that much sex and I was, even though I didn't really want to, I was still doing it because I, 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 I could, just couldn't let it go because I, you know, I, I felt like I'd never had this before in my life. Like I felt like I'd sort of finally kind of cracked this, this code of being attractive to women. So it was, it was difficult to go through that process and, you know, like it, it's stupid like i'm i'm taking i'm using drugs to get my dick hard 
so I can have sex with the with these girls when I really don't even want to have sex with them. I'm only doing it just for this personal validation. And that was the messed up situation that I'd found myself in. And, and even though I sort of subconsciously was aware of that, and, and my erectile dysfunction was my body knowing damn well that what I was doing wasn't what I really wanted to do. It wasn't making me happy. It was a message from my body to say to me, Mitch, stop. You don't need to do this anymore. Like this isn't helping you and you know it. But I just didn't listen to that message. And, and it took me a, a long time to finally get that through my fucking head. I remember the day, I really remember the exact moment when I had that realization and I was, I was, I was taking a dump where I was sitting on the toilet, had my phone out, scrolling through Tinder, you know, flick, 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 match with the chick, sent her a message. She responded back to me. And I was thinking about, you know, a witty thing to respond to because this was this, maybe this was my next girl. And, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, I'm thinking about it, thinking about it, but I really can't be fucked. Like I really didn't care, but I was still just doing it anyway. Like I was still just in this routine, in this process, even though I didn't really want to be. And then I remember it just clicked and I was like, why the fuck am I doing this? I don't even, I don't even want to, I don't really care about meeting this person, which is a horrible thing to even say, like to admit for her, right? I'm not even doing this because I'm attracted to her that much or because I really want anything to happen between us. I'm just doing it because I can. You know, and I would hate for someone else to know that or to feel like that because that's shit. And I just clicked for me. I was like, why am I doing this? Why am I doing this to myself? This is not helping me. This is not only is this not helping me in my kind of search for love and intimacy in my life it's sending me in the opposite direction but it's also stopping me from being the man I want to be in all the other areas of my life that are really important to me so it was kind of from that moment where I was like just going through my the the girls on my phone and just telling them look you know I, I don't want to do this anymore um you know and basically ending t cutting off all those ties and, you know, it took me like a good couple of months to, to get past that after I'd had that realization. And it was a really, it was a really toxic time in my life that I'd created for myself just through this need for love and validation. And, and then also having the ability and skills to attract women. And it was kind of like this double-edged sword of, oh, that's great. You know, you can do that and, and you can get these girls in your bed, but then finding out that actually that didn't make me happy anyway, that that wasn't what I really wanted. And all I really wanted was to feel loved and to feel, to feel good enough. And I think that when you're looking for those things outside of yourself, they're always, they're always, they're never where they, they are never where you think they are. You think that that love, that, that worthiness lies outside of yourself. But then when you go in search of it, you think you've, you've got a lock on it and then you get to that place and then it's, it's vanished as soon as you get there and the goalposts move again and then you're off chasing it again in some other person or some other thing in your life. And the same thing happens again and you never ever realize that, well, do I just not love myself enough? Do I just not feel worthy within myself enough? Do I just not validate myself enough? And so that was the lesson for me. After all of that, after all of those mistakes, after, after all those dumb moves, that was kind of where I finally ended up, was that 
was knowing damn well that just because I could have the attention and the affection of, of all these women at the same time, doesn't mean that that is something that is even, that is good, it's, you know, not good for those girls because they're looking for love, intimacy, validation, you know, something meaningful themselves. And I'm actually stopping that from happening by, by bringing them into this, this toxic little world that I'd created for myself. But it also certainly wasn't good for me. And I'm, and here's the thing, look, whilst that, all that was quite difficult and a shit time in my life, now kind of looking back on it, in, in the time, you know, obviously, obviously I had a lot of fun as well, like don't get me wrong, there was, it's like it was nothing positive about it, but it wasn't, the overall experience wasn't positive. But I did learn a really valuable lesson, and that is that, you know, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. And, and here's the thing too, gentlemen, like if you're a guy watching this right now, and this is not an experience you've ever had before, like maybe you, you aren't good with girls and you don't have that confidence around women, um, but you want it. And look, here's the thing, dude, this is probably a fairly natural progression. Like you are maybe where I was when I was a teenager. And, and if you go through this process, you'll probably even have the same experience as me. You'll, you'll learn you'll have lots of sex, you'll realize that it's empty and meaningless. And then from that, you'll grow enough to actually create a really beautiful, lasting, passionate, meaningful relationship with, with one person who makes you better. So I think that whilst I look back on it, I know that, that was a mistake. I think that mistake is a necessary part of that process. Now, if, if me sharing this story with you helps you kind of internalize that yourself anyway, without having to go through that process, then that's best. Um, but some of you might just have to go through that process too, because I think that what is really important here, it's not about not having sex with a lot of women, right? That's not necessarily, I'm not saying that's right or wrong, but I think that what is the best way to be for a man is to have the ability to attract multiple women, is to be a desirable man, be a strong, confident, fit, charismatic man, and then to choose to only spend your time and effort and energy on a woman who actually makes you better and who actually helps you and, and complements your life. You know, even though you could have all these women, you know fucking full well that if you did, that wouldn't make you any better. That would probably just hold you back in life like it did me. And you concentrate on, on the one woman that actually allows you to level up and learn these new things and create a beautiful, intimate, passionate relationship with I think that that is kind of the lesson I ultimately got from this. And I had to go through that experience to learn that lesson. So I hope that that um, made some sense to you. I hope that that if that was relatable for you, comment down below. I'd love to hear your experiences. I'd love to have this conversation. You know, I think it's not had enough. I think enough men don't hear this stuff and therefore they go and make these these mistakes and don't know why they don't feel good about themselves and why they're having these issues in their lives and in their relationships. Um, but comment down below, boys, with your own personal experiences and, uh, you know, let's have that conversation and help men start to make really positive, productive decisions in their intimate relationships in their lives and, and be the kind of men that, that you know, we want to be for, our, for the beautiful women in our lives and, uh, and be those leaders and, um, and role models for the people that we look, that look up to us. So with that said, mate, hope you enjoyed the episode and I can't wait to speak to you on the next one. Cheers. Hey, mate, I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Unbreakable Man podcast. If you did, it would be absolutely fantastic if you could leave us a five-star review because that's going to help us get our message in front of more men who need to hear it. 
Now, if you have some feedback for me, I'd love to hear that too. Comment down below. And if you just need some mini doses of Unbreakable Man motivation throughout your week, then you can follow us across all social platforms. On Facebook, it's Unbreakable Man Challenge. On Instagram, it's Unbreakable Man underscore challenge. And on TikTok and YouTube, it's just Unbreakable Man. Your support would be absolutely invaluable. Now, last but not least, do not forget, men aren't born, they're built.